welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today we will present part two of a recorded program from the Venezuelan Solidarity event held at the MUA Hall on Thursday 3rd October 2019. In part one we heard Kevin Bracken ex-union official, peace activist and campaigner, speaking about the Venezuelan solidarity groups who visited Venezuela this year and campaigning for support with the Venezuelan people. We also heard Daniel Gaspari, the charge d'affaires at the embassy of the Bolivarian Republic of Venezuela to Australia, speaking about the U.S. aggression and sanctions imposed on Venezuelan people. In today's program, we will hear Daniel Gaspari speaking about the Venezuelan elections and the electoral system and the effect of sanctions on the Venezuelan people and how they are managing, also how difficult it is through these sanctions for the embassy to carry out their work. It's good to tell you that we are going to face elections for parliament. By the way, I can tell you now that Juan Guaido is not going to won his seat again, because not even his electorate like him. And that, of course, will debilitate the opposition a lot. From other perspective, government is not uh, on the position of allowing U.S. to do what they want. It's strong. Government is still strong because they have majority. People are still strong with the government. And, but we are, you know, the champions of the elections in the world. We have 25 elections in the last 20 years. So I don't think that there is another country in the world that has more elections. So I don't think that there's a more democratic country in the world than Venezuela. In my country, to be a president, you need to have vote of one by one. So I can tell you that President Maduro is more president than many, I won't want to mention now, anyone, many other prime ministers or, or presidents of the world. Because when I say, when he's there, it's because he, he has six million people that vote for him. There was five candidates and President Maduro won with more than 60% of difference. So it was obvious that he won. Um, there were observers from all the countries. By the way, there was a, a comrade from CFMAU that went to Venezuela to be an observer, and he did a wonderful report. He sent a bienvenida, compañera. He sent a, a report to Mrs. Julia Bishop. You know, she was the former Minister of Foreign Affairs. And from the embassy, we sent this report to all the parliamentaries in, in the parliament in Canberra. He said what he observes. You know, he's, lots of people voted in the street. Nobody was trying to push them to vote for any candidate. It was a free election. The system was good. And by the way, the same system which Mr. Trump now says that it doesn't work was the same system Mr. Guaido won this parliament seat. Only four years ago, as you should know, the government lost the majority in the parliament. It was the same system. That was recognized by the government. Government said, well, we lost but we need to move forward. But in my country, there's not only a parliament and a president. There are many powers, actually seven powers, and the national electoral power is separate. They are all free. The Congress is one. president represents one power, which is the executive power. But we have many other powers. And they all agree that the president was, is President Maduro. And uh, actually, they all agree that he follows the law. The high court agree with that President Maduro was elected on a transparent election. Everything was done as our law establishes. So the big challenge for the position now is that this period of the parliamentary assembly and the National Assembly expiring in December. So they need to go to elections. And of course, people 
realize that after five years, they lost their times. They, they thought that they can make it, and they didn't make it. But actually, right now, if we have an election, as we have last year, I'm very sure that the um, revolution will again be recognized by the, the people. The sanctions um, are not affecting only Chavistas. The sanctions is like bombs. They don't know where they go. They go to everybody. You can be from one side or the other. Sanctions are not good for anybody. You know, so there's nobody who's benefiting of the sanctions. Well, maybe U.S. This is not a political thing, you know. It couldn't be political because everybody's being affected. Uh, you can be on the right or on the left. I mentioned there's no doubt that the government still have the majority, even though, which is very difficult with these sanctions, Economically, the situation in my country is difficult. It's difficult. The, the, the prices go up every day. The economy is, is not good because the inflation also being, you know, forced from outside. They sell things every day more and more, more expensive. So when we, we import things, and also if you are in the situation where you want to import things, people sell it to you at any price. You are not able to negotiate price. It's very difficult. And also our people now, because I need to recognize that some of my people is leaving the country because of the situation. So they tried to go to Colombia. But uh, many of Colombians, they came to my country for more than 30 years. And the number is more than 6 million people. And we are uh, into the 33 million people in my country. So 20% of our population were originally from Colombia. President Chavez reivindicated a lot of these people. They were illegal for many, many years. So President Chavez, you know, given the residence, some of them, they got also the, the nationality. So some of these people who are going to Colombia now, many of the majority are people who already came from Colombia. Even though from Chile we received 300,000 people when dictator Pinochet was in power. We never mistreat people because they were immigrants. We never, my father and my mother came from Europe after the war, like many people came to this country. We were all very open people. We open our hands, we hang, hug everybody, and we always receive people. Now, certainly... There's kind of xenophobia in some countries of the region, which makes it difficult for people also to go there. But certainly many people that leave the country, they are avoiding most of the economic situation that's happening in the country, but it's because of the sanctions. What the media doesn't say, I need to recognize that this has a very big economic impact, actually, in the way of life of people. It's not a secret. And, well, we have Cuba. They have been facing this since more years than us, and you see how they face it, and they, you know, try to move forward. It's very difficult with sanctions. Many people in my country, as Australia is, is my country is made from a lot of immigrants. So, of course, if your father or your mother are from Portugal, certainly if you face a situation, most of them, they have double nationality, they go to Portugal, or you go to Colombia, or you go to, you know, the country where you can... Established. Some of them, by the way, they go illegally. I mean, important thing that I need to mention, presidents like president from Chile, he was calling the people to come to his country. Every day, 
he stops in the TV, say, people from Venezuela, come to Chile, we are waiting you here, you will have a better, you know, future. Trying to be, you know, the bad guy with Maduro or with the government of Venezuela. You turn the TV and you see a, I mean, the president say, come here, well, you will be very happy here because I'm going to receive you. You go, you may go, if you, of course you are facing a situation, you go. Now the pro- there's a problem, many people are willing to come back because they realize that this is not the truth. So the government created a program that is called Vuelve a la Patria, could come back, and they has flights. Almost every day we have flights to some of these countries bringing our people back. Some of them, they face health problems because in many of these countries, the health is private, so they cannot pay for it. They don't have insurance. Many other of these countries, they need to work the seven days of the week because they don't have social security. So if you get sick, you realize that you need to go back home. So we take these people, especially a lot of people who are sick, a lot of people who face a difficult situation, we bring it back home. And they have some support from the government. And for the embassy work, I mean, to pay salaries, electricity, what we need to, you know, to be here. And uh, NABANG, we tried to move to NABANG because we were having difficulties with uh, Commonwealth Bank. And with NAB, what's worst? Because they start saying, the beginning, they didn't give us the money, then they give us the money. But finally, they say, we are not giving this money anymore to you. So I remember that I only have one chance to talk to Marisa Payne. When she was just appointed as a Minister of Foreign Affairs, I need to be honest. She said, Australia uh, think that sanctions against Venezuela are illegal. She said that to me. And she said, we don't agree with that. And she asked somebody to call the bank and give us the money. Of course, that happens in two hours, and they give us the money. So it works. There were no reason for NAP not to give us the money, just because they, the things that they said, we are under the view of U.S. system, financial system, and they can put some sanctions against us if we give them the money. So I mentioned this, because it's very difficult, even though we have the money sometimes, to uh, deliver the money, to pay for it. If it's this small amount that we send for the embassy, imagine if you need to pay millions of dollars to import food or medicines, or actually raw materials for gas, because the oil process needs, you know, some other components that we don't produce in my country. And so it's very difficult. It's very difficult. All my life since I was very young, I was fighting against sanctions in Cuba. I never realized how they are till now. Now I say, wow, it was... You know, I was fighting against something that I never imagined how, how tough it was, you know. It's amazing. It's amazing. You go to the, to the supermarket. Not now, but in the past, like a year ago. Now the government is trying to do this. But, and you cannot find milk. There were no milk. So imagine you have a small kid and you need to feed him. How you would live? So now it, everything is stocked. The stock is fine. The main thing now is that things are very expensive, so are difficult to access. Because, of course, the price go up. and such kind of instability economic. Again, that means another things like um, inflation, for example. So the government is raising the salary almost every month in order to try to get people to access to the food and to basic things. Well, now we are not able to send the passports of our people to New Zealand because FedEx won't do the service for us. It sounds like impossible to happen, but... We call FedEx, we say, as usual we do, because this is part of our job. We are sending documents every time, special consular services, you know, like. And we call them and say, can you please come today to say, no, we cannot serve you anymore. So now we need to travel physically to New Zealand to take these passports to our community. We are not able to set a diplomatic poach by FedEx. So that means that we spend a lot of our money sending people to 
bring or to deliver the documents. And also back home, because many of the things that we use in our case on the diplomatic porch are documents from people who, for example, born in Australia. But as you know, if you're born in Australia and the parents are students, they are not Australians. So they can only be Venezuelan. So we need to give them a birth certificate. We do all what you should do in any other place in the world. But, of course, for this small person that just born, so we send this back home. Or, for example, if somebody died here, we need to do some papers that we send home to let them know that he's died. Or anything. You know, many pensioners here from my country. So most of what we send is papers, like a lot of bureaucracy. And they said we are not able to send anymore. So now we need to travel. Somebody comes to China because there are still some U.S. companies operating in Venezuela. For any reason, because we don't act, of course, like they do, because we are respectful of the law, we didn't kidnap their assets, we didn't do anything against them, we, they are still there. But easily the government can say tomorrow, well, now these assets are us, you know, because you do the same thing with us. And, but we don't act that way. The income of the oil came down a lot. We are still selling oil, but many of the oil that we are selling now is almost like, um, you know, under the table. So that means also that we need to sell it on a lower price sometimes or in difficult conditions for us. So not good at all. Well, yeah, I'd just like to say uh, thanks very much, Daniel, for coming around and helping us out because, you know, we wanna, it's like to know firsthand what is going on there. And um, once again, thanks to everyone who's here. A lot of people don't care when other people are suffering, but thanks very much for being concerned. And that's what's needed in this world. Humanity's got to lift its consciousness, you know, to where it's too low, you know, worrying about little things that don't matter. You know, we are all brothers and sisters, we are all related, and nothing happens to anyone else without someone being affected by it. So we've got to change the way we think about things, you know, and we've got to be cooperating and helping each other to make this world a better place. And things aren't going to stay the way they are. You can see the system is run now is rotten to the core, and it's fallen over. Even, you know, as much power as it has, it can't save itself from itself. So it's very important that people do work together, cooperate, and make this a better world. And thank you very much for making an effort. This week is um, Poverty Week. Join us next week for a special edition on this topic from Bevan Ramsden and Andrew Fullerton from IPAN. Thank you for listening to Alternative News brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betson. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.